I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey everyone, Mark from Guitar Nerds here, letting you know what's going on on this week's Patreon episode. To be honest, this week's Patreon episode is one of the best we've ever recorded. Uh, and I mean that sincerely, I really enjoyed this week. We talk um, about a question from a Facebook user, Robin, who was talking about hype and gear that we have bought that was super hyped and then has not really lived up to expectations and we spiral off into a whole chat about the marketing cycle for guitar products and which products have avoided that kind of hype trap which products have lasted and are now key legacy products that should be on your board if you want to hear it it's about half an hour long patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast that's patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this morning by Matt Knight... Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Hello. Continuing our run of uh, Matt joining us from Japan, podcasting very, very early. In it's not that th- early. It's quite early. It's 28 minutes past eight, which considering we normally podcast at 28 minutes past eight in the evening. That's true. This does feel quite crushingly early. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I don't feel as bad as Joe Branton right now. Yeah, I mean, this this is absolutely Did you know there awful. was an eight o'clock in the morning? This does feel weird. I mean, I woke up, you know, at whatever, quarter to seven, and it was all dark, and I thought I was in the upside down. <laughs> I've never experienced this before. Thought Normally, you... I'm still up at this point. And if it's dark when you wake up, it's just that you're still blind drunk. Exactly. Yeah, so you thought you sober <laughs> and awake early. It's this painful. Is, is this what you guys experience every day? Yeah. Because it is awful. Yeah. <laughs> you guys is... are missing out. I woke up this morning with the cat licking my eyelid. So uh, that was a nice little alarm clock. No, that was me. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot you were staying over. Um, Ella is away at the moment. So, <laughs> you know, the bed's, uh, the bed's open if you want it. Um, how is everyone... Apart from it being very early. Yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I feel fine. Sorry, I, had a, I had a relatively early night last night. Uh, yeah, feeling good. Matt, no, it's not obviously uh, obviously not early for you. It's early evening there. Uh, well, it's half five in the afternoon. Oh, right. Well, but it's been a lovely day. Good. 15 degrees, you know. It's a nice, mild British summer day. Is it going to be 15 degrees here the, today then? Because that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, tw- how, 12 hours works. later. I tell you what. I tell you what the weather is. I'll give you the lottery results tonight, remember? You know, oh. so you can go and buy the lottery tickets. You're not supposed to put... I'm nine hours ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if only you were still there in January, Matty, and you could tell us what the gear of the year results were before we've actually done the podcast. <laughs> that'd be uh, that'd be fantastic. It made things a lot easier and the podcast a lot shorter. Um, so loads and loads of stuff happening this week. Obviously, Matt's here. Um, we've got some, talking of gear of the year, we've had some wonderful stuff turned up. Uh, that's turned up. Um, if you are on the Facebook group, you would have seen that we've had guitar deliveries from Chapman Guitars and Fidelity Guitars. Uh, there's some other bits and pieces as well. Um, and I brought them along this morning for you guys to try out. What are your first impressions? I really like that Fidelity. I think it's very nice. I like it more than I remembered <laughs> liking it at the show. I think that's because I played a few when we were at the London International Guitar Show, I should add. Um, I think I played a couple whilst we were there, and I think one of them had like a real wizard it really thin did. neck, and I just I, it really put me off. I just I can't 
handle those sorts of necks. It, no, and, um, and the one that we've got here doesn't have that neck and, and it's really nice really so they, nice. they'll basically make whatever you want in terms of neck but yeah the one one of the guitars that they had at the show which happened to be the first one that we picked up had yeah basically the thinness of a wizard neck but not the width because yeah. a wizard neck obviously is you know more erring towards that kind of wide profile um, and but it was like regular kind of fender width but the shallowness of uh, wizard neck and it just felt so small yeah it was it was very strange I can understand that there is certainly a demand for that sort of neck but um, it's not from me no uh, and I think it really I, th- I think it really did um, cast a shadow on my on go and I realised that it's it's out of order me saying that but just the first impressions of it was just like this is bad I don't care about this and actually having tried um, this one that we've got now I, I wish I'd picked that one up at the show because it's fantastic I am um, I can't remember the last time I picked up a, a really good UK made guitar so I was what about Gordon Smith oh yeah I guess so you love Gordon so. Smith I guess so no that is true um, oh, they are still made. Yeah, they are yeah. still made, England, aren't they? Um, but yeah, I thought the fidelity was absolutely cracking. I, I was the one that we had here. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to find out had a fifteen hundred pound price tag because I think all of the something features, like that. I can't actually remember the total price. Okay, well, something. well, I think I, I mean I I think it feels, looks, plays, and its features are akin to a, a two grand guitar by sort of a larger brand. So I, I loved everything about it, sort of from the tarnished hardware, locking tuners, unique chunky but like really unique bridge i love that everything down to like the control buttons uh, doesn't look stock nothing is uh you know nothing is the same as a fender or gibson or something like that yeah, Every, the, everything is is really different and and interesting about it love the pickups what did we say the pickups were mojo yes yeah mojo um, there's a uh so i'm just on the on the site now um, i think the exact guitar 1799 yeah this uh, the one that we've got here is 1799 right uh up on the website uh, it is uh, where are we pickups electrics so there's a mojo firebird size gold foil in the neck uh-huh. and a humbucker sized mojo tron blade in the bridge right. so like a Gretsch style pickup cool. well, say, I, I thought attention amazing. to detail was, was great on the guitar really consistent really good does it say what the body's made out of on there uh, swamp ash swamp ash cool cause with a torrified swamp ash top there we go so it is quite um, heavily figured which I assume is what that torrified means um, I assume that's some sort of ageing not artificially aged but you know like a different piece of, wo- uh, of wood um, but yeah it looks great obviously the finish is going to divide opinion because it is relict and it is quite heavily relict um, but it plays really really nicely Wenge neck as Jay uh, clarified last week I love the inlays as well really unique inlays yeah just kind of hanging over the edge of the fretboard rather than uh, rather than you know just regular dots or whatever yeah. they're um, super cool um, and we had a Chapman ML1 Pro arrive yeah. as well totally um, cool through neck through neck which I thought was really uh, I didn't realise it was through neck when you sort of sent the pictures yeah you uh, showed the picture and you kind of went eh, it's nice and then of course you being the kind of uh, oddball that you are um, that kind of thing really appeals to you yeah well I think it's great through neck sort of big chunky uh, it's really you know, chunky like yeah I, th- I thought it was great I think it's perfect like metal machine so I, I really like it do you know what I really like about them I love that they have the like uh the the one we've got is kind of like that super strat shape, yeah. but thicker. Um, it, I love that they still have like an angled tele headstock, a reverse tele headstock, yeah. even on the sort of strat versions. I think that's a really cool little feature. That's one of my favourite things about the Chapmans, actually. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I love the reverse headstock. I love a reverse strat headstock. Um, and uh, yeah, nice little uh, little feature. So yeah, we're going to be assessing is those. Um- Go on, Matt. Is it one of the Pro series or one of the standard one Pro, of the Pros? Pro, yeah, ML1 Pro. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... Uh, I, go on. We had, the baritone, we had the baritone for demos, which was just, like, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Me, when, just one of the nicest guitars. Yeah, me and Matt had that for, for quite a few of the pedal demos that we did. And, yeah, I agree. I thought... I think... I think the beer baritone is the jewel in the Chapman line at the moment. Yeah. Um, like, a really great guitar. Love the matte finish on it. Uh, I love the pickup choices in the baritone and just the look I love like the look of those modern like Telecaster shapes but with a modern twist yeah 
Um, I think they get less cheesy than the Telecast is such a non-cheesy body shape in comparison to the Strat. Yeah, and and it means that you can get away with those sort of more metally finishes, and it still looks tasteful enough that I'm into it. Yeah, and also like Tele variations just tend to be a little less, like you say, a little less cheesy. Whereas you see like a Super Strat or Strat, and it's kind of like ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, this, I see what they've done here. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've got the ML1 Pro, but obviously we'd be open to considering the Baritone instead of. So, we'll, you know, we'll give this a go. This is what Chapman has submitted, but if we really like the Baritone, I guess it makes sense to to um, maybe consider that as well. So, Ooh. Just having a quick look back through our history. The, um, the Ghost Fret, when we uh, did Gear of the Year 2015, that, yeah. was in, uh, that, was, that was in the... We gave that the fifth best guitar of the year. Well, there we go. Um, so it'd be cool. It'd be cool if this... Because I don't think there was anything in from Chapman last year, was don't there? I don't think so. I think the reason the ghost threat was in, because obviously Matt was working at yeah. Anderton, so we had a bit of time uh, on one of those. Yeah. Um, the ghost threat is the like explorer type one, exactly right? yeah, yeah 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 pointy-ish mm. explorer yeah. so um yeah interesting chapman uh maybe a couple guitars up well, this consideration is, this this year they redid their entire line yeah um so yeah. so you know so they literally have every single guitar they make is is a potential for for gear of the year because they're all this year yeah um yeah. talking about- I, I think it's just the quality of that world guitars factory again definitely you know, they've really spent time making sure that they're you know perfect yeah 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 i think uh yes when you're back matter you need to try these two guitars out and uh, we need to get your thoughts on them as well sweet um talking about guitars with potential joe you've been looking at one of the uh most bonkers out there things uh that i've uh, i've seen recently um tell us about the is it the census guitar right yeah the census yeah the this is pretty cool yeah it looks a bit musy <laughs> it was a bit musy oh i just thought it was pretty i wonder cool. why you like it <laughs> it's your favorite band I, I just thought it was quite a cool sort of interesting application actually it would be it would be interesting to see kind of uh what uh what more information comes out on it because at the moment they're keeping it very um they're showing you what it does not how it does it so um, yeah and and they're all very performance-based pieces so I'm, I'm just waiting for some content to come out where they where they show sort of the actual functionality of the of the instrument. well the video that the video you shared was from like i went and did some sort of digging on the website that video is like two years old yeah <laughs> i'm not they, they haven't done anything for like almost a year and yeah. it's and it is just it's like the same performance piece over and over again and you think ah oh, that's just like you know how does it actually do it because recently i saw something from a company called i think gtc called the rev pad right but in, but has the same sort of sensor but it feeds wirelessly to uh, a multi effects right right uh, was, that, was that a kickstarter yeah, uh, maybe I seem to remember that there was something like that that was a that was a Kickstarter. Maybe I'm. It, ba- uh, it has basically has a wireless chaos pad that links to a uh, to a multi effects. So this but the thing is with all this technology is so expensive. Yeah, like that rev pad's a thousand pounds. Wow. Like, mm. My uh, my favorite thing about the um, about the census is that it's uh, it's internet ready. Is that I saw it was a it was a smart guitar. We should probably explain it rather yeah. than just talk about the fact that yeah. we've watched a, a dumb video. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's like a a modern take on a traditional acoustic guitar that features um, a uh, a sort of touchpad that that, uh, that where you can make various um, uh, hand motions in order to create different synth sounds using. Uh, faders, a touchpad, um, something that kind of looks like it operates like a D beam. Yeah. Um, so a, like a light sensitive. Yeah, like a light sensitive thing. And then uh, on the neck, it looks like the on the back of the neck, uh, it has a full range sl- sl- slide sort of thing. There's basically some like a sort ribbon of, controller. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Um, uh, on the back of the neck, so you can sort of 
you can have a sort of synth accompaniment to your playing okay uh, based on so you slide up and down the neck exactly. basically and it will do a trigger a, a string section or something exactly exactly so uh, it's it's just completely bonkers and you know it it could it has the potential to be awful but uh but it has the potential to be <laughs> no <great>. yeah <laughs> it could be great but but i mean i don't want to get hung up on the census because i think it's a cool sort of weird thing but let's see if anything happens with it i didn't realize this video that you put up was a year old yeah um, i yeah, thought it was exactly. like you were oh no like, it's not cutting edge i was just like this is cool it's a bit weird but there have been some other cool things that uh that i've been checking out this week okay um a load of cool new fender custom shops have turned up at work have you seen the no, I don't follow you okay, fine. on any social okay, media. Okay, so there's a... Um, we got a Olympic white over pink paisley yes. strat, which might be the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm into that. And uh, and we've just got through, Jay, all the, all the FSRs, all these um, baked ash FSRs. Yeah. Do you, do you, you, have you seen these? Yeah, of yeah. I have. They look yeah. great. So there's a telly, a strat, and... Um, and a P bass. The P bass look really nice. Yeah, exactly. They I look, have actually seen that. They look cracking. All with those um, like and an anodized scratch plates, yep. single ply scratch plates. They look cracking. It's actually a really good time for Fender at the moment. Like it's the first time in ages a delivery of Fender stuff has turned up, and I've been like, oh, all this stuff is really cool. Yeah, really exciting new things. These are actually uh, apologies to our American friends out there. These are actually uh, Europe exclusive. How oh, are they? They is are. It, oh, is this yeah. the first thing that you did when you busted through that this Fender? Door, you it's were me. Like, I, was, I, just, right, I walked in and I just went roasted ash. Just in your interview, you're like roasted ash. Yeah, that's right. like he's the man for the job. That's right. No, no. Uh, yeah, they are. Um, they're Europe exclusive. I. My understanding is that the because uh, we spec them up in the Europe office, and uh, it's well, not me, but uh, it's my understanding that the US were like, no, oh, these are quite cool. So I think there might be some coming in the US yeah. but you should, you should check them out if you they, they do look the, I think out of all of them actually the P-Bass is the one the P-Bass looks great I'm it's not fantastic sure it the Strat 100% but the, the Tele I think looks great uh, the, um, as well the necks are roasted as well aren't they that's right but Yeah. so not, fully neck yeah board I assume that's you know, maple body. rather than yes, ash yeah, it's not yeah, going to yeah. be an ash oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah they, they look absolutely cracking what a wonderful range of sort of good looking guitars for, for I mean they're, they're, I think they're around £1,800 a piece but they yeah, are so a super it's, it's money but um, I, I mean obviously the first thing you want to be doing is taking those stupid pickup covers off the uh, oh off the P-Base off the P-Base yeah 100% yeah. I, I like, I no like no no um, what happens well, when you know you actually need to play as opposed to just tickle yeah. though yeah. which is what you do Nah, it's fine. That's fine. fine. You just get used to it. You work around it. Like fingers, Branton. <laughs> anyway, do you know what else I did? Go on. I, You've been busy this week. Yeah, yeah. This this was good. Well, I tell you what. This took some time and some working out. I have pitted a sorry fifty watt Marshall Plexi against fifty one watt Marshall <laughs> battery amps to see what was that. It was really difficult to do. Like the amount of cables I had to write off stop to sort of to like to do this I bet so. there's so much harm how did it's you so do much. this okay so I ran um, I ran a guitar into an ABY out into two 36 channel mixing desks and then from there I ran out into um, 50 amps but of course I had to use XLRs out of the desk so I had to get like jack convert converters at the other end of 50 you know you can just get xlr to jack cables yeah we didn't have enough right uh, okay. so i had to get these converters and then run them into no expense spared do you for know the, the new the, gag vision the, yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing was actually stacking 50 i saw that you you basically made some sort of like um frame from cardboard boxes yeah. <laughs> that was it yeah that was one of the mixing desks what was the verdict then without spoiling the video uh-huh uh, which sounded better? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> sorry, hang on one sec, one sec. Mark Packham just asked the question: What sounded better, one fifty watt Marshall Plexi or fifty MS three MS twos MS two battery amps? I'll have yeah. you know that most of the guitar on that first Foo Fighters record, which is the best one, is recorded on a Marshall MS two. So what? Clo- really? Close mic'd with an SM fifty seven. What? Indeed. That is a, a no, lot of it, it is hundred percent. A lot of the guitar on that first record is that setup I, exactly. An MS two yeah. with a fifty seven on the speaker. So well, before you get too, uh, you know, before you dive in on me, 
people have actually used it. I know other bands as well that have used exactly that setup. So, I mean, I think the issue was it was a 1987 reissue version two plexi. Like, it's a, a very good. That's a proper amp. Head. Like, it's a really proper amp, and um, I think the problem we were finding is that f- these 50 amps all running on battery, <laughs> all very close together with converters running there was quite a lot of cabling going on so there was a there was a bit of noise in the room we did have some trouble talking over them really just because it's yeah because it's it's just a rumbling (laughs) and when you think when you think about the um like the the single amp you could just turn that off when you want to talk put it in standby or whatever or you know turn it off entirely with the 50 amps the last thing you want to be doing is like turning each one (laughs) you know also i mean you ran them off batteries yeah (laughs) surely that's like painting the fourth bridge like by the time you've turned them all on the first one has run out of battery yeah, yeah it was uh, it, it was tricky what oh, just was... quickly change this battery oh no you know how like uh, Jimi Hendrix used to move around the stage to get different tones because of how loud his amp was and how feedback worked yeah. on stage it was amazing to see how interactive feedback got off of 51 watt oh that's cool so you could really like move the guitar around and you got this did you turn them all the way up yes right. yeah of course we only... t- on the overdrive channel because you get two channels on an ms2 of course um uh, so on the overdrive channel with the uh yeah the volume the whole way up on all 50 i'm actually quite looking despite the fact you're in it i'm quite looking forward to this video. Oh, yeah yeah it was <laughs> it was pretty good and do you know what else i ran it through uh my new guitar which is a sterling st vincent Ah, welcome to the family. Hey. Um, so they only do it in blue, right? They only do it in blue. Okay. And why have you bought this? Because uh, it turned up damaged. Okay. And so you were like, so oh, it's like, like me. So it's super, <laughs> <laughs> so it super cheap. So it's super cheap. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get it. And um, there are just none. There are no sterlings. It's such a weird thing because that you think the, the sterling version of guitars are brought in to not only be a affordable versions but certainly in the case of something like the St Vincent which is as heavily limited edition as it is they're brought in to be the the one that's always available yet the UK can't get hold of any really like there are none that was the only one maybe they're just too good and people are just you know selling them out I assume there, there must be somewhere where people are just well, I mean, I assume it's just in, in, in the US. Demand well, must I, just I, be so, I guess so so massive in the US. I guess so. You just, I expect to see them maybe around more, you know. But then I guess, you know, on the internet and stuff. But I really haven't. But regardless, yeah, it was the only one, it was the only one we got. Uh, and it's the only one we can get for, for sort of... So you bought it instead of let the good people of the British <laughs> public have their hands on yeah, this fabulous guitar. Sorry? Joe's just there just with a little chisel just like dinging it through the box oh no this one's damaged boys I'm gonna have to uh, gonna have to buy this one sorry well so. it, it's very Did good that come out this year no it came Was out it Nam this year no 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 the Sterling version came out last year or maybe even the year before I think no, it was last year it was year. last year I think I think it was on our yeah. uh, list of because it, it came out last year it was supposed to be released in black and blue yeah but the blue one is the only one that's materialised right okay well there we go and uh, one of them's ended up in your hands yeah it has the capable hands of Joey B it's excellent coming to, a, uh, coming to a Gumtree page near you soon indeed yeah yeah and <laughs> Joe just you know going away with a swag bag full of cash <laughs> no 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 um, oh I, I've uh, I've decided to spend all my savings on guitars good great absolutely so brilliant. this is just one what could possibly go wrong yeah it's fine I don't have much in my savings so it's going to be fine I'm surprised there's any to be honest yeah I mean me too but <laughs> I'm going to spend it all in the next little while I'm going to be buying loads of guitars I just instead of Scrooge McDuck diving into a swimming pool of money, I just imagine you diving into a swimming pool full full of uh, vodka Red Bulls that has a couple of guitars floating in it, and you just you're like the end of Titanic, just holding on to a P bass in this sea of booze. Oh, okay, good. Imagine how sticky that'd be. Oh. <laughs> Jay Cross, can we have a palate cleanser, please? Um, this week you've been checking out the uh, Cower Canyonero. Well, I... Uh, Canyonero. I, s- um, I, s- I saw this come up on uh, on my Instagram feed and I sent it round to everyone. And uh, 
my word, what a bonkers looking guitar. So good. I mean, so essentially, so Cower, Cower are making quite a lot of waves, I think, in the sort of boutique guitar manufacturing world. Uh, you know they're flying a little under the radar. I don't. Does anyone stock them in Europe or in the UK? Don't I don't know. I only know about them by proxy because of things like the Sixty Cycle Hum podcast, where yeah. they talk about it all the time. I think those guys have both got one, maybe. Right. Um, and so it's the kind of thing that I hear about on podcasts, but I don't. I haven't seen it in any shops here in the UK. Maybe you can only buy direct. Maybe there's not even any shops in the US. But the guitars look fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, and so the Canyonero. Canyonero. Can you know rule? Uh, sort of flagged up on my Instagram feed, and I just I I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So it, if you're familiar with um, with Cara guitars, they they all have a certain shape to them. They're kind of like an offset. Um, they all look. I think they all look a little bit similar. You can generally, if I see one, I'm like, right, that looks like a cower, yeah, and it, and it tends to be. But um, the Canyonero is a, uh, I don't know, maybe it's coincidental. It looks quite a lot like a, a sixty-one twenty. It's sort of Gretschy. It's you know, it's sort of Gretschy with the uh, the orange finish and the gold Bigsby and hardware. It, I, I'm sure it's a coincidence. Anyway, um, the thing about it is all the so, just imagine that a. 6120 in orange like Chet Atkins type yep. guitar but all the inlays are Simpsons references yes so the fifth fret is the Canyonero from Canyonero Canyonero uh, is that you've also got the Stonecutters yeah um, uh, symbol on the seventh fret uh, on the ninth fret I think it is you've got um, Blinky the three-eyed fish yes uh, and then on the actual pick guard itself, as opposed to it being, you know, a, a white falcon or um, or, a, or a penguin, it's Krusty wearing a wearing a cowboy hat. It's it's so mad. Like, I love it. I, I'm, absolutely- I can't I can't see how they're going to get away with this. Well, surely if they only uh, they'll probably get a cease and desist from the simp from I, Matt Grady. Well, exactly. I think this is it. I think it's a one-off. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm pretty sure most of their guitars are a one-off, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what I'm saying is if they get a cease and desist, they'll go, fine, that was the plan all along um, because we're only going to make one. So, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love this. You know, Canyonero, one of the best Simpsons episodes and yeah. cow, cow guitars seem excellent, although I've not had the chance to try one myself. I, I mean, I'm looking at... The- oh, <laughs> I, I was, no, no, no! Stop, 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 stop! I've got a plan. I've got a plan okay. for later. Okay. Later on in the podcast, we will utilise that. Don't, Is it going to be? Don't spoil okay. it. Exactly. What, what's Sorry. Um, I we'll, don't watch The Simpsons. We'll use I'm it later. Years old, but. So, um, I bet you are more of a Rick and Morty fan. I could, I can Definitely, see you. Hundred percent. You can see you going. Oh, you know what's funny? Pickle Rick. I, I think it is you're basically the pickle Rick of people. <laughs> I don't know fine. what that means. No, that neither do I, so really. Fine, I just know it's an annoying thing on the internet, much like Joe Branton. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think we can all agree that the Canyonero is super cool. And uh, if you can get away with making more, then, you know, just send one over Guitar Nerd's way. Canyonero. Indeed. I, I, um, I was just looking at, the, I was looking at their sold gallery of some of the guitars they've made. The Firebird that they do is just one of the, the best looking guitars ever Phoenix? with three it, TV Jones pickups in it. Is it the Phoenix? Can you uh, the Banshee. Banshee, That's yeah, it. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other um, yeah. mythical birds. But they've done birds. one in like purple sparkle with a silver top. It looks amazing. Yeah. We, we actually, I, we talked about this a uh, couple months back or so. I, rem- I read a, um, a little... Uh, explanation from Doug Cower about about the Banshee and they've they've got some agreement with Gibson that says you know this is different enough that you can that we're not going to give you any grief for it right, I, th- okay. I think I seem to remember that there needs to be I think I heard someone else say this there needs to be like nine points difference the first one is fifth fret uh, yeah, you've got the Canyon Arrow. <laughs> that's what I want. I want one of the Firebirds because the Gretsch thing, you know, it looks great, but it doesn't really appeal to me. It's the perfect Canyon Arrow guitar. Yeah. Um, but imagine if they did one of the Firebirds with those inlays and a little Krusty on there. But except, except yeah. for Krusty, I'd want it to be Super Nintendo Chalmers. Uh, yeah. It's Su- Super Nintendo <laughs> Chalmers body, but his head is a Super Nintendo. Yeah. That's what I would want. 
They are quite expensive though, the Banshees. Yeah. How much? It's a shame they're so far away. In, in California, we won't get to see them in January. They might be are they at NAM? I assume they'll be at NAM. Maybe. If they're not yeah. exhibiting, we might even get to meet the man himself and request our Super Nintendo Charmers Firebird. Uh, we will we will see. Um, with that, we should dive headfirst into a big old swimming pool full of booze-shaped amount of... News! How do you shape a swimming pool with news? You literally... And when Guitar Nerds finally returns the millions of dollars that we're expecting it to, yeah. I'm going to get a swimming pool in the shape of the word news. Big, bold font. The letters are joined up, squashed together. That's the swimming pool. Right, okay. With the little islands like in the middle of E and stuff that you can jump off. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. That doesn't sound particularly uh, useful. Why? For like swimming lengths and stuff. You, yeah, because you just go up and down the <laughs> N and then the W and then the S. It's all about chicanes. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, so first up this week, a big announcement from PRS who have unveiled the 2018 SE models. Yeah, they're basically, well, like we were saying with Chapman completely relaunching their entire guitar range this year, they've basically relaunched the entire um, SE range. Uh, it seems with some very very cool additions uh starting with the probably the biggest news for lefty fans there's a lefty se model now that is unbelievable i'm so glad they're doing this i mean all over this is an incredible range but like the prs prs the ultimate like lefty haters brand yeah um, like what? What you can only get a lefty in custom shop. I mean, can, I can't think. I can't imagine being ig- ignorant enough to not make left-handed guitars I'm and sure be in a major company. But I'm sure there was a point where you couldn't even get custom shop oh, version. Okay. It's. It's. I yeah. think you can only do a private stock. Yeah, yeah. It's for the a long dumbest time. thing I've ever. Ever heard, All right, mate. Well, they're, they're rectifying they're doing it. Now, it. I so know, which is great. Which is great. Which is great. Like I, I think this is really cool. I, I guess the thing is, though, it's just, well, I guess it's just manufacturing and demand. And I guess, you know, they're probably just waiting for the demand to be high enough for them <laughs> How to would justify they know? How would doing it. Oh, if you don't make it, yeah, one in 10 people are left handed. I mean, most other guitar companies have worked this out. It's, but anyway, it's it, chicken it and egg, great. though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, how do you. How do you introduce that into the market? If you're if you're doing no guitars, then lefties are looking elsewhere for guitars. Yeah. Then if you produce one and no one buys it, I, why, why would you continue yeah, to yeah. produce uh, them? I'm not sure about that because when when I was working in, in the shop, and I'm sure Matty, you felt the same. People mm. come in all the time. Yeah, sure, and ask and ask about it. But then they, I can't. I don't think when you say it's a dumb decision. I think these companies are probably smarter than us yeah. no, and you're have right, actually you're right. thought about sure. it. They've probably done market research. I mean, how many dentists are left-handed? Well, I mean, not on the SEs, though. They, <laughs> a POS often get labelled as the dentist guitar, but the SEs are a real workhorse. You know, they're, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the reason they're probably pushing the SEs more is, I mean, when I stopped working in a store, the PRSs were getting to be... I mean, they were always expensive. And I remember a time they were more expensive than Gibson and then Gibson were more expensive, but PRS were then starting to creep back up to the point where they were becoming like at least three and a half thousand per guitar, like just for a basic custom, uh, you know, custom 24 built in America that wasn't like a a satin finish or anything. So I think it's good that they're redoing this entire line because I think many people are just like, it is just too expensive. Well, I think this Um, this year's there's, there's been a massive focus on SE anyway. We had those exotics, which was a range of what mm. probably six, eight models, all at like seven nine nine, including hollow bodies, including baritones. Yeah, in really well, unique it, it looks like they're um, they're keeping that uh, going because they are doing exotic veneer as a standard model for yeah. next year, which is one of the the other ones that they're doing. Uh, re uh, introducing the SE standard, uh, so now they've got bound fingerboards, uh, new pickups, the eighty five fifteen. S pickups um, I think the fretboard bindings are really nice touch actually um, new logo design and just some sort of minor tweaks uh, the coolest one for me in that whole range is the multi-foil the multi-foil is uh, great what, a, yeah. what an interesting addition hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You guys Which are bonkers. Is which is based on the old 80s PRS because a lot of the old uh, 80s ones came in some absolutely um, mental colours. 48 guitars between 1987 and 1988 in the multi-foil uh, finish. They did them as custom 24s. Apparently, they're nice. like the most sought-after PRS. I didn't actually know anything about them uh, before this. But how is it How is it done? Is it- so we should explain to listeners what the finish is because I don't think anyone will know what multi-foil well, means. Well, exactly. That's kind of my question as well. I can see a picture of it right now, but what I don't get is how they're doing it. So, yeah, describe it for us. Uh, it looks like a guitar that is wrapped in multicoloured tin foil. Yep. That is I'd say I'd say that's not a good description. I think it looks kind of like burnt marble. Uh, yeah. Like, it looks like browns, blues and greys are the sort of colours in, yeah. involved here. And reds kind of there's a bit of I red guess, in it. It looks yeah. almost like it's wrapped in tinfoil and then it's kind of like sprayed different colours. Sort of. It, yeah. This is hard to explain, actually, but I, I think it's cool. I like the finish. I think it's super unique, and I think it's amazing that it's available for like nine hundred pounds. I, I wonder if it is unique. I wonder, uh, you know, if it is a if each one is slightly different. Well, yeah, I, I guess we have to. Sort of I, see know, I guess coming, so. But. It's it's basically. I think it's a way that they spray on the finish. Yeah. Um, and it, I guess it moves, which is why you get some of the black undercoat. Um, so I guess like if it's like oil based or water based maybe they do all vary um, still the only thing for me is I wish they had chrome pickup covers I wish they were covered pickups it does, I just don't like the look of uncovered pickups it it does, yeah. they look cheap do mean, to me do you mean yes. on the foil or do you mean across the board on, on, on the, on the cr- across the board which is a, the only one that does have the covered pickups at the moment is the new uh, Chris Robinson yeah. Robinson um, signature Robertson, sorry, which yeah. has got a hum, uh, humbucker in the bridge and a P90 in the neck, which yeah. is very, very I, cool. I don't. I never like. <laughs> I didn't like any of his I don't other like, signature. I models. don't like unmatched pickups. Oh right, oh, oh, you're crazy. Enough. That's nah. that's weird. But there are some. Uh, there is. There are two things that are definitely cooler than the multi-foil mat. <laughs> <laughs> go on then. All right, go. Well, th- there's a seven string. There's an SE 7 Haven't they done 7s for a while? I thought they'd done these before. Have they? Yeah, I'm sure they yeah, have. Yeah, I, I don't oh. think this is the first... I'm pretty sure this isn't the first 7-string they've done because they've done 7-strings before because I remember playing one before. I think this is just like... I, th- I think this is like a line refresh with some some updates, basically. Um, but they've definitely done a 7 before because I remember the 7s and the baritones being together um, on a store display once. Oh, okay. But so, it is quite cool. I like the name, though. The SE... <laughs> SVN, I thought was quite cool. The Sevson. Uh, the Sevson. <laughs> Sevson. Um, but yeah, that actually looks like a quite. Once again, I think that was the nice thing about the baritone is that it's not aimed at metal players because not all metal players want to play, or not all not all uh, seven string players want to play metal. And I guess that's you know if you look at guys like Tosin Abassi who's playing an eight string, even though he's playing, I don't know, progressive gent on it if you look, look at loads of the demo videos he's actually using much cleaner sounds on pretty much everything he's doing he is a, um, he's so I, think a, it's, I was going to say he's a progressive gent playing a progressive gent 
Yeah, he does look like a bit of a genie. He's always got like a turtleneck. He's yeah. No, no, no. He, he doesn't. He looks like the Rock did in like the nineties. Um, yeah, he's. I, I, I mean, if that classic photo of the Rock, if Tyson Abbasi <laughs> recreated that, that would be fantastic. With the bum bag and the roll neck, that would be uh, that would be awesome. Um, so I think overall, kind of positive about these new PRS SEs. We yeah, they t- sound cool. We were talking earlier about just you know world guitars and stuff, and how to me these are my favourite guitars coming out of world guitars. I think the the way they finish these um, is just such high quality. But they're also some of the cheaper guitars coming out of world guitars because they start at what seven nine nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. which, is, which is pretty fantastic, really. Eight two five for the seven string. Is that all it is? Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's move on to some more news. Um, Moore, our favorite, or one of our favorite uh, micro pedal companies, um, have announced something else very small: the Little Tank D fifteen. Oh man, Moore are fast becoming my favorite brand out there. Um, so yeah, so uh, the Little Tank D fifteen is a modeling mini guitar. Uh, head, uh, you may have seen um, Ola. Well, I posted it on the on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. Um, Ola England recently did uh, a little video demo for it. I think this thing is really cool. It's um, it's a really interesting, unique shape. It um, looks like one of the uh, you know the movie Tron. You know when they're doing the light cycle bit and they've got those things, those like spaceships that come down and like try and stomp yeah. on the bikes. That's what the little tank fifteen looks like. That's a perfect description yeah. of what that amp looks like. <laughs> yeah, well, it, 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 it's totally super cool. And and it's kind of, I think it's filling um, an area of the market that I think is, is increasing that people are, are looking for at the moment, which is, you know, extreme versatility in a small package aimed for sort of home use and people who want to try new things and, and, and record music on a sort of portable you know, home recording studio thing. So the Little Tank 15 is a 15-watt portable, very small guitar head, and it's it's crammed full of, like, uh, through uh, effects, amp and cab simulators and, and, and things like that. So you get you get 25 amp models, 20 cabinet models, 10 modulations, 5 delays, 6 reverbs, um, and then, like, uh, it's got some buttons on the front where you can have you can build your own like patches so you can have like quick quick recall patches as well as it having sort of your standard like tonal rotary controls on the front and then you've got 99 programmable presets so that's all those are all numbers that i think are pretty standard you expect to hear these as soon as you hear sort of a digital modeling amp but what i think is is the coolest thing is is that we're looking at a head here that's you know that's that's I don't know, not much bigger than well, about the size of an interface. You'd fit it in it. You'd What's fit it the, in the um, front pocket of your guitar bag. Yeah, yeah, ish. It might be a What's bit too pointy. Um, I don't know yet. It's uh, it's TBA um, at the uh, moment, so, so I'm not I think sure. the only thing it miss- seems to be missing is some sort of foot switch, though. I just yeah. think it's a bit odd that it hasn't got like a foot switch to go between like A, B, C, and D. Well, it is. I- it is I a get, home, it's, it's yeah, a home it's not, thing. I mean, it's, it's not gigging amp, really, is it? It's 15 watts. No, no, it's but even if you've got a Line watts. 6 amp at home you and you've got, you know, clean, metal, crunch and ultra, you still want to be able to go 1, 2, 3, 4, right? Mm. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true. I mean, maybe there will be something that you can do with it. I mean, one thing that it is is Bluetooth capable. Okay. Uh, I mean, the idea of that is uh, for you to be able to play audio back from, through external devices oh wait so it's not bluetooth in so you can like play along yeah it is okay fine but it's is it also bluetooth out no all right okay fine um that's i thought that's how joe was describing it oh right i didn't realize that was two things (laughs) 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 you've got got bluetooth in like Uh a bluetooth speaker right and then bluetooth out is Uh so something i thought there was just i thought it was just bluetooth or not bluetooth (laughs) that is the question yeah bluetooth (laughs) or not bluetooth that anyway, I think it's question. totally cool. It's it's with all things Moore, it's not going to be a lot of money. I mean, this company are absolutely knocking out of the park at the moment with their Helix competition that they announced, you know, last week or yeah. the week before. We did talk about that. We on did, here, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, the with, red truck with the red truck, which was kind of a sort of Tech Twenty One style. I'd really like to see a red truck before we do mm-hmm. Gear of the Year. Mm, I think uh, we might be able. On, to. I just think everything this company are doing are great, and you know they're continuing to make really good sort of mini pedals all the time. All well, the, all their new announcements are always great. That's the thing, and I think Moore are a, a company who people should really be looking up to because obviously when 
they first started, their business was kind of built on, you know, I don't want to use the word copies. That's maybe not maybe not completely fair, but they were copying other people's pedals and I making mean, them. We've just talked about the red truck, and making you know, them, they sort of still are. Uh, well, yeah, sure, but they they are things are changing and they are moving into producing stuff like this and whatever the i mean the helix copy you know i realize that we are yeah but they're, <laughs> they're moving into creating stuff that is a bit and of course the um devon townsend thing the ocean ocean machine ocean machine they're making some cool looking stuff I, I i do hope that they're able to springboard into becoming a real a real company isn't the right word but like you know someone who um starts making real innovative interesting products and i do think that stuff like the ocean machine and the little tank are um are, are an indicator of that yeah they're also joe's just looking at the website now they also make something called the hornet black which, which is, is a 15 watt combo just, i mean that's you, really good can you have a look at the details on that, they, I, want to see actually, what that uh, I mean the thing i'm most excited about they've they've put out a multi-effects called the cl100 which is uh, a chinese only release okay. so um that's some rare stuff. That's the real good stuff. Yeah, I know. So, so the entire digital screen and all the writing on it is is kanji. So, I I want to I want to get, get this. Yeah, let's get absolutely. One. So 100%. the Hornet Black is a fifteen watt modeling combo. Yeah, it's basically like your entry level. Okay, that. But they are releasing a lot of stuff. Like I'd never even heard of yeah. this with the um, with the um, the D fifteen, the little tank. Um, I do wonder. To me, it seems like they're they're marketing it in the wrong way what it should actually be is a home recording unit you know a desktop recording unit yeah. like a pod that's also got yeah. a 15 watt amp that you can yeah, plug into completely. a little cab um, yeah. because calling it a guitar amp I don't really know what the use is you're not going to gig it you probably there's better options for you know a 15 watt amp to have at home um, they should kind of be pushing it as something that's sat next to your PC that you have plugged in via has it got USB recording out? No, no. That's why I think it's just it's missing just a couple of like oh, vital I didn't realize bits. That. Yeah, it yeah. Was... No, it's it. They they're calling it an amp on the go, and that's why I was saying it's strange that they've got no foot switch. Yeah, it's just like uh, okay. you you're just you're you're stuck to one model, so you can create loads of presets. Um, I because I I think the best thing they've done. I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not. Was the radar the speaker cab simulator? Yeah. Which has actually got a tiny colour screen on it, but perfect for just like sitting on a pedal board next to one of those preamp pedals. Definitely, they made. Yeah. definitely. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd like to see one. Um, I would love it if because it looks so cool. Like it's got a real eighties vibe to it with that yeah. big like you know monochromatic screen on there. Um, so it'd be a cool thing to have sat on your desk I next to your PC. Cool. But the, the other thing that they do that that Matt got his panties in a twist about last week was uh, the uh, their. ES8 killer. Oh, the L6. Yeah. Which you've got on one of your pedal boards because you're a traitor to the uh, the boss family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they've released like a little um a little six loop. It's very simple. Like it's, you know, you you can turn on or off the pedals that are in yeah, it's each not, of those loops. It's not doing what the ES8 or even the no. ES5 does. No, no, exactly, exactly. But at the same it's it's 130 pounds. Gear of the year if you ask me. <laughs> I've got a feeling someone might the, object to that. <laughs> it's the most affordable it's the most affordable pedal switcher and unlike uh the ES series um uh, actually fits on From a pedal Gibson. train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. But it actually fits on on the new on the new Novo size pedal trains. Well, the M- MS, uh, sorry, the um, no, ES8 will fit on a board. Yeah, it will fit on a board, but you have to get the classic pedal trains. Yeah, that's fine. For it to fit the new What's series of pedal trains. Because coming from the man who has how many pedals did you say the other you have the other day? Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, Wasn't it sixty three or something? Yeah, yeah. It was it was around that. Yeah, I, I did a count up. It was sixty something. That are all th- those are now like he's, off-board. he's worrying about space. But I was just trying to. I, I realised I was looking around and I was like, oh man. So I've got all my pedals that I'm using on a pedal train junior, and I was like, but I also have, I have a pedal train like Novo Thirty Two that I'm sort of using as a table, and I've got like a <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and I've got like a I've got the 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 two the the pedal train two yeah um, as well, and I've got like a Nano. I was like. I should make some boards, but you know, on the 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 Novo, I think it was, yeah, I think it was the Novo Thirty Two I was using. Um, I needed like it's got that little run at the front. It is so annoying. The Novo size is awful. Pedal train are 
idiots for making this because they've they've gone yeah we're going to redo all our pedal boards so that they're not quite three rungs they're two but they've got like half an extra one because what they were thinking is whoever's designing these for them is is you know living in 1992 when a pe- the only pedal switching option was an octa switch so so it's got that it's, big it's literally designed for like an octa switch because that's the only pedal switcher i can think of that runs that's that that's slim enough oh, right, for that okay, sort of yeah, thing yeah. None of the ES8s will work on on the the ES8, the S5s, the MS3s are too are too deep for for that first rung, so you can't get three rows deep on those. Right. So the only thing, the only thing you can use the ultra switch, but of course now the Moore, which is 130 pounds, which makes it a very very affordable switcher. So you're basically putting a loop switcher which you can plug six pedals into on a board that will fit many more pedals than that yes yeah but but you know you never turn on just one do you You, you, you're gonna have sort of well surely you need them all plugged into it though yeah yeah but i can plug in loops i can can. i can make a loop sure yeah Yeah. Uh, this is my uh this is my compression loop yeah exactly i have two compressors (laughs) yeah one for the highs and one for the lows exactly God, it's all lows <laughs> with you, Joe Brandon. It's all lows. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Let's cram in a bit more news. Doctor Z uh, have announced a brand new Z Plus one by twelve combo. Yeah, um, I uh, I watched a really cool little video um, with with the Doc himself uh, explaining this. He has um, he's he wanted to make a really really hi fi clean amp. And um, and I mean, a lot of this sort of stuff goes a little bit over my head when it comes to uh, showing the un- the inside of, a- of an amp, which is what he was doing. Uh, but he was explaining it, and he says that it is uh, it is way more hi-fi than anything else on the market at the moment. So super, super clean, extreme headroom. Um, it-, it looks fantastic. I mean, it's super, super simple. One by 12. Um little um three band eq uh one of the things that i absolutely loved in the video was him explaining that he was he was explaining that he has put a buffer in the effects return okay and he was he was really really tiptoeing around the fact that a lot of people won't be into that okay. and a lot of people will want he was like you know cuz the thing, the thing is, is depending on the length of the cables that you're using, you you will get a little bit of sound degradation. So I've just I've just put that in there just as a just a, it it takes pedals really well. But you know the the, the send isn't buffered. It's just the return because right. I do find that a lot of people are using quite long cables and it just the, the sound just starts. To, basically, what he's saying is he doesn't like true bypass. Yeah, and therefore he is my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, he was just saying like, "Listen, I'm putting a buffer on my amp because I don't want you using true bypass pedals, a hundred foot's worth of cable, degrading the sound, and then complaining that my amp doesn't sound any good." Doc, you're my hero. Good. good. Uh, but no, this this sounds really really cool. Um, I uh, watched a video of someone playing it. Um, it sounds fantastic. Single ended, class A. Um, yeah, really nice. Just two six v sixes, fifteen watts switchable down to seven and a half. Um, what else was there on there? Uh, you could have a choice between a Z12 speaker or an Alnico Blue. Quite that I thought was quite interesting because obviously the whole thing with the Alnico Blues is they drive at a much lower volume. Yeah. So why would you put an Alnico Blue in an amp that's super hi-fi with loads of headroom? If what you're wanting is just mountains and mountains of clarity why then put a speaker in that's going to drive a little bit earlier they're also a bit more kind of edgy in the top end as well though so if you want something perhaps yeah. a bit more spiky sounding i suppose maybe you just don't want totally smooth maybe you want almost like more what you get from voc the cleaner voxes you know a higher head yeah. vox yeah you know, where you get that cleaner tone the more jangle but it's got a bit of kind of high-end rasp to it right yeah, i actually maybe. thought one of the the coolest features but you could have it in two different cab sizes yeah that was another thing that he said so he's got his classic um his, his classic sort of one by 12 size and then also a slightly smaller studio size one by 12 uh which he 
said he prefers the sound of he thinks that that actually sounds better slightly right. okay um he's also tweaked the reverb slightly um making it a bit more lush and uh splashy um but yeah i uh i i have to say dr z you you've had a few z amps over the over your time haven't you matty i have indeed yeah and, and dan grace friend of the pop podcast he he's, he's got one a, yeah. he's got one i've never really paid a huge amount of attention and actually i think this this is very very cool mm, they, are, they are they do make and they have been making great amps for a very very long time yeah um and the Maz, which is the one I've had a couple of those, and they are great sound. They're very, very bright sounding amps, um, but they do cater very much to that that sort of country, sort of super clean, sort of twangy sound. Unless you go down the route of going for one of their Marshall esque uh, amps. But the first one I ever tried was the Route 66, which I think's got two KT 66s in it. And if I remember rightly, it was just like it had such an insane amount of headroom, super, super loud. Um, because it was like JTM 45 style, like clean front end, but you just have to crank it all the way for like maximum gain. But it was like 32 watts. So trying to crank that up to full is just like super loud. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, powerful. Mm. Definitely. This is uh, also just worth noting, uh, Joe Walsh had a hand in designing this. Oh, right, okay. Uh, presumably the uh, Eagles guitar player, not the right-wing conservative political commentator. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, At good. Walsh Freedom or whatever his name <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, glad to know. I'm glad he's really come around <laughs> to the guitar world. So. Uh, but yeah, also, as, a, as an aside, I was uh, when I was watching this video, uh, I was... I, I, Maddie, my girlfriend, was sat next to me. She was like, "This is the most Ohio man I've ever heard in my life." And oh. I looked, and he is from Ohio. Wow, she could judge just by the accent. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, before we um, wrap up, let's dive um, into a big old box of question. Hang on, that was poor. That was not good. That oh, was that was okay. standard. All right, all right. I think you should lead him up again. It, uh, dive into a big old sack of I could I could keep going. The face, I, I just uh, we need to actually podcast. The face you were pulling was very weird. Though, it was awful. It, it was it oh, was really? like Farage esque. Yeah, you, you had a real, you had a real asymmetrical mouth. It, it, I'm not. I, please don't do that again. Okay, yeah, sorry. never, ever, ever do that again. And right, right. um, Connor says, "Is it blasphemy to add a tone control to my Mark Hoppus bass, Joe Branton?" Oh well, I mean, do you need one? Are you going to roll off any tone on a bass? Really? Like, I mean, unless you're playing Stax or Motown, which, which you know, I do and, and really enjoy that. And I, I think rolling off the tone control is, is great for that. But if you've bought a Mark Hoppus <laughs> in the first place, you're probably not playing any Stax or Motown. So I don't know, man. I You know, the less controls you have on a bass, the better. Like if... I agree. I, th- I think anything you could do on the bass, you could do on your amp head. So just do it there. And also, I don't think the pickup that's in there will sound very good with oh, the tone God, rolled off. Oh, God, I forgot off. about that. It's a Seymour Duncan quarter pounder. It so is. So a hugely sort of like really accentuated lows, really accentuated highs. Like it's it's sort of a naturally scooped and aggressive pickup anyway. I, I probably wouldn't. I don't think that's a fully accurate description because I actually don't think the highs are that pushed on that I think it's like an upper mid right. that's actually oh, yeah, pushed you're, you're right there's yeah. not much in the kind of lower mid and what will happen is if you put a tone control on it I think it'll just sound really veiled like yeah. it'll just sound it won't actually sound more bassy uh-huh. it'll just sound like wrong I think oh. Yeah. You sound you I, sound like a you sound like an audio file. Yeah, yeah. Veiled is a term. So veiled is like a headphone term, right. uh, which I've obviously know a bit about now. Um, but that does kind of accurate. Well, stag. Yeah, okay, exactly. Stag, stag headphones. Uh, buy them now. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it, it sounds uh, that would accurately describe what a tone control on a bass like or a pickup like yeah. that would do. I think it would just sound a bit not there. Yeah. Like it, yeah, I, I don't agree. think you'd get what you want out of it. I think maybe uh, if. If Connor's thinking that would help him, if he was thinking rolling off some tone would help, then 
it's it's actually probably that that pickup is super aggressive and, and yeah. it is quite difficult to work with. I, I I had one in I have one in my in my fifties reissue P base and you have to know how to use it. And I really like it now, but it took me a long time. I put it in there thinking it was the answer and really struggled with it for a while, um, just because it was hard to clean up. Yeah. Um, but I actually think if if it's not that if it's that you want some really soupy tones, then keep that pickup in put a set of flat wounds on and that's that's actually exactly what Roger Waters uses a quarter pounder right okay. and flat wounds hmm. um, I hadn't for, thought about that before that, but yeah maybe that sort of Pink Floyd tone so yeah so yeah so if, if you want that sort of thing a set of flats and a quarter pounder is a great mix I hate to say it that the quarter pounder is probably my least favourite like standard bass pickup it's strange because it's probably the most popular yeah totally um, and, well I think that's because it's been in the Mark Hoppus and well, yeah. people have and, and the Roger Waters the like, and, and loads of others as well but there are there are essentially there are three main ones in the Seymour Duncan line the SPB 1, 2 and 3 the yep. 3 is the quarter pounder uh, the one is um, their vintage reissue yep. and the 2 is their vintage hot and yep. I actually think the SPB 2 is probably the best one to go for Definitely. because the SPB one they say it's the vintage pickup. What they mean is it's it's just the weakest. Like I, I don't especially find the SPB one vintage voiced in comparison to other brands doing the same thing. It's just like it's just a standard pickup. Yeah. Um, whereas the two um, has kind of enough of those like those low mids and those that sort of woody p bass vintage vibe to it with Definitely. like enough aggression to make it versatile enough to use for traditional stuff and modern stuff the problem with the one is it can't do modern stuff and the problem with the three is that it can't do vintage stuff yeah so the, the, two, the two is <coughs> the two for me is my favorite one they make because of that i think it's a real good all-rounder <clears throat> and if you're looking to do a bit more with the mark hopper space to get something that you know, you like that body shape, you like the neck, but you're finding that, you know, maybe you like Blink-182 back in the day. The pickup itself now is not suiting a wider range of stuff that you want to do. Probably adding a tone control is not going to make the difference. Changing the pickup probably would make the difference. And then you could maybe add a tone control down the line. Yeah. Um, is it blasphemy to do it? Uh, yeah, it probably is. I would say I would say so um, with that we should wrap this episode up we are up at time we are obviously going to go over to the Patreon episode and talk about some more stuff answering more of your questions but mainly we kind of picked a, a main topic a question from Robin about buying the hype um, things that have been hyped up either by us or by uh, stores or by reviews things where we felt very excited about a product we've all been on board with it and we've realised down the line mm, hasn't really worked out um, Robin's got a list of things that he's moved on after buying into hype um, not from us I should say I, I took this I took this very personally no the list of things that he uh, actually talked about are not things that we've hyped so I felt oh, well there you go uh, then fine, there you go then yeah. you should have been listening to us then shouldn't you mate exactly but there were other people in the comments who said uh, yeah no Gitanas love this I'm, and I got hyped <laughs> about it and, uh, <laughs> and then then I had to move it on but you know it's all it's all subjective so um, so yeah we're going to go I and mean, talk listen, subjective it's we, all about picking up paychecks from those brands well exactly yeah. oh I love the dollar I we love spend, the dollar we spend uh, think about how much time we spend with Joe Branton like you can't trust us for having good judgement exactly exactly we see him almost every week exactly and Sometimes I drink vodka through my eyes yeah exactly you talk about good judgement um, so we're going to go and talk about that on the Patreon episode patreon.com vodka thing exactly drinking vodka through your eyes I've got a story about that actually um, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast one dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early at the five dollar tier you get the regular episode ad free and early plus you get an extra half an hour of content every week plus you get access to the mini series like Matt in Japan where Matt talks about his travel log uh, and his time in japan plus branton's rant on where joe talks about things that he hates new series coming very very soon um and you also get access to some exclusive interviews and other bits and pieces and at the ten dollar tier you get your name read out like these people have is it was it one breath or not uh you can do it in one breath but we're just sorting out the backing track okay. three two one Derek Fitzer, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake, Moylan, Jack Gray, Christopher Lawson, Juan, Gloria, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Norman, Rob John, Derek Rich, Chris Collins, Andy Joyce, Carlos, Matthew, Steve, Michael Blair, Tom's, Mark Cross, Matt Payne, Sandy, Scott, Andy McKenzie, Laurie, Kansas, Jack Coffey, Paul Corrigan, Matt Quay, Wins, Les, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Moon, Gary, Colin, Anderson!
So much breath. Imagine if someone just if you were listening to this on speakers and someone walked into the room right now. Probably didn't need to talk in such a quick and weird way, really, did he? No, probably could have actually. These people pay for this pl- privilege, so he probably could have actually read their names out clearly and succinctly. Look how much breath he's got. It's weird. It's one of the. It's one of the little known side effects about drinking booze through your eyes. You learn to. Uh, you learn to. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. Have you ever considered uh, free diving? I nearly passed out then. <laughs> God, I wish you would. I wish you would. Um, if you were going to uh, go and actually record Joe passing out, which you can see on the Instagram, at Guitar Nerds, and on Twitter, at Guitar Nerds. If you want to join in the conversation, you can facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. You can also go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos. Thanks very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace and love. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm.